When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Friday, September 27th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Call him. Make him your dentist today. Invite him to take good care of your teeth. 317-849-2933. The Colts, they got a big game this weekend. We're going to talk about that in a second. They play the Raiders at Lucas Oil Stadium. One o'clock on Sunday. Tomorrow, you got the Spartans hosting the Hoosiers. Is Penix going to play? We keep hearing different things out of Bloomington. Are they full of crap? Are they telling us the full deal? Is Penix out or is Penix in? Of course, there's a competitive advantage against Michigan State if they've got to prepare for both. But at some point, people are just going to say, you know what, they're full of beans. They never tell us and the guy never plays. So why are we spending our time preparing for this guy anyway? Hoosiers, Spartans, Indiana, 14-point dog. You know what? You look at it and you think Michigan State at home likely to house the Hoosiers. But Indiana, over the last three years, they've beaten Michigan State once. They lost once by eight and they lost once by 14. And the last two times, that was with Peyton Ramsey as a quarterback. So there you go. I think the Hoosiers, they got a chance to cover, but I would not touch this game with a 10-foot pole. Uh, The IWIT Championships still going on. The Indy Women in Tech LPGA Tournament down at the Brickyard Crossing. Great stuff going on there all weekend. I cannot encourage you more to go out and watch these ladies play golf. The control of the golf ball is absolutely superb, and they are such nice people. I've spent the last three days as a volunteer out there eating out there in the players' area. They couldn't be nicer. They're just like real, decent, fun people. And I enjoy going out there and watching them play. Cubs tonight against the Cardinals in St. Louis at Bush Stadium. What Cubs team is going to show up? The one that's won 82 games or the one that's lost the last nine in a row being really non-competitive in virtually every one of those games. Two against the Reds, four against the Cardinals, three against the Pirates. The first six of those games at Wrigley Field. Now they finish up on the road. These will be Joe Madden's final three games As the manager of the Chicago Cubs, a good five-year run for Joe Madden. Not many managers for the Cubs in Cubs history have made it five years. Jim Riggleman, Leo DeRocher, Charlie Grimm, and Frank Chance. How about that? Those are your guys who have made it five years or longer as the manager of the Chicago Cubs. There's some other guys who got really, really close, but they did not close the deal at the end of that fifth season like Joe McCarthy. Right, Joe McCarthy fired toward the end of his fifth season. Anyway, Cubs 
tonight. You got Mills on the bump for the Cubs. You got a, you got a guy for the Cardinals. Cardinals still fighting for the division. You would think that they're going to play good competitive baseball. You'd like to think that the Cubs will do the same, but we have not seen that for a while out of the Chicago Cubs. A lot of guys sitting, a lot of guys uh, shelved for the rest of the season. Hopefully next year with another manager, probably David Ross would be my guess. The Cubs going to come back and, and try to get after it within this window where they can be expected to be very, very competitive. Colts Raiders this Sunday, the Colts a six and a half point favorite. I'm iffy about this thing because you're not going to have Darius Leonard. Frank Reich just announced that Leonard is not going to play uh, Taekwon Lewis is not going to play Malik Hooker out as well. On the offensive side of the ball, T.Y. Hilton not listed as out, and Jabal Sheard not listed as out either. we got to wait for the injury report. That'll be coming out in a couple of hours. Two guys that would seem to benefit from T.Y. Hilton not playing this weekend. you got Paris Campbell and you got Deion Kane. We spoke to them together just a couple of minutes ago. Paris, how do you prepare for a weekend like this? Is it different from others? Um, not really, no. It's the same mentality, uh, you know, just, you know, do our job when we're on the field. I mean, that's the expectation, you know, the standard here is high, and, you know, we got to hold it every single time we're on the field. How about you, Dion? This different? Um, not really, just taking it the same day, like as Paris said, just doing our jobs right in the first start, like in practice, getting a comfort- uh, confirmation and uh, being comfortable with everything we're doing in practice, and it'll lead to the game. You guys as a position group, are you really supportive of each other and you guys are, are down with each other? Oh, yeah, for sure, because at the end of the day, we all depend on each other. We, I, we run routes to get each other open. We both try to execute all the same, so we always got to be on the same page. Rising tide lifts all boats, right? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. You, they talk, coaches talk about how you've shown great intellect for the position. How's that made kind of your rookie year maybe a little bit easier, maybe a little bit more difficult in some ways? Um, I don't think it's been difficult. I think it's, I mean, actually easier. I mean, you know, a lot of hard work goes into, you know, just understanding the whole game of football. Um, but being in this offense, you know, you got to know every single detail. And, you know, time, effort, and studying, uh, it helps me with that. And, I mean, I think I have great football knowledge as well, so it just goes hand-to-hand. Dion, as, as you sat last year, you still participated intellectually in the process. Does that help you in your second year? Uh, yes, sir. It, it just got me a little bit more comfortable into the system. And now that I'm out there playing, I can play a little bit more faster. And um, just like I said, I just got a lot more comfortable into the system. And I'll be able to be out there and just playing on the fly. As you look at the Raiders, what kind of challenges do they present for you guys? Uh, very, very aggressive defense, man. They're uh, they got a lot of guys that's that's like aggressive in the secondary. Got a nice up front, so we just got to come. We just got to come aggressive, match their aggressive, and uh, make plays on them. Aggressive defenses can bring opportunities for an offense, can't they? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, when you're super aggressive like that, sometimes you slip up. You know, might let some, uh, you know, technique-wise slip up, and you know that's when we come out the back end for a big play. Uh, so you know, we just got to be ready every time we step on the field. We were talking to Frank Reich a few minutes ago about this game coming up this weekend, home game against the Raiders, and the next weekend at Arrowhead, and asked about the dangers of looking ahead, and he said, no, no, it's always go 1-0 this week. How do you guys feel about that? Oh, for sure. I think that's the mentality across the board, you know, starting with, you know, our coaching staff and down to our players, um, even in the front office. You know, everyone believes in that saying, 1-0. You know, we just take it one week at a time. How's Frank Reich with you guys as a leader, Dion? Man, he's great, man. He's, he's one of the leaders you could definitely look up to because he, he holds the standards to our teams, and we definitely just have to match it. And uh, just, it's, it's just really his integrity that he brings to the game, um, how much he knows about football, how much he knows about offense, defense, and a lot of things, and we're just proud to have him as our head coach. 
Good looking iPhone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we match and love the blue, blue favorite color. <laughs> All right. Have a good weekend. Thanks, fellas. That's Deion Kane and Paris Campbell, two guys, like I said, who are going to have to shoulder a disproportionate weight of the load this Sunday if the Colts are going to be able to throw the football effectively against the Oakland Raiders. That is, if T.Y. Hilton can't go on Sunday. T.Y. Hilton plays hurt a lot. He's gutted it out many, many times for the Indianapolis Colts. I wouldn't be surprised if he gutted it out this Sunday either. But if not, you got Campbell, you've got Dion, you've got Zach Paschal, you've got Chester Rogers, and then you've got a bunch of tight ends who can go out and catch the football. So there are plenty of weapons still. Neheim Hines can go out and catch the football uh, out of the backfield too, line up in the slot as well. We'll see what happens. Like I said, Colts, six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Raiders. I don't like it. I don't like that spread either. uh, You know what? The Colts, they've won their last two games by a total of five points. This spread, six-and-a-half. I know that the Raiders aren't terribly good. As we heard, they're very aggressive on the defensive end. And if you don't put pressure on Derek Carr, he can beat you. He's got great arm talent. He doesn't have great receivers. He doesn't have great backs either. But those guys, you know what? They get paid to play too. So we'll see what the Raiders bring to the party at Lucas Oil Stadium. Let's hear from Frank Reich, who spoke to us just a little bit ago this afternoon. The guys who will be out for this game are Hooker, Leonard, and Lewis. Uh, Good week of practice. Uh, You know, second home game. We're looking forward to being in Lucas Oil again in front of our fans. Want to have that same energy uh, in there that we had from our fans in the first game and uh, going up against a tough opponent. And looking forward to the game. Greg, are you guys kind of in the same spot you were late last year with T.Y.? I mean, we've seen this guy doesn't necessarily need practice. Is it just how it feels and trust him? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a rare exception to those things that you can consider those things. With, a, with some guys, you might not consider that. But with him, that's always a consideration. Will he be questionable? Uh, the stat, his status will be out later. Uh, uh, yeah, that injury report will be out later. Does that mean Paul Shear is going to play? Um, yeah, the injury report will be out later. <laughs> I don't play that card very often. I mean, I don't play that card very often here, but there could be slight competitive advantages of work. Very few chances this might be one of them. If, okay, I, uh, <laughs> if you have to go without T.Y., I mean, your level of confidence and, you know, you've already lost Devin, but I mean, how do you compensate? Yeah, we, you know, Chris and I talk about this a lot. We view every guy on our roster as a guy who can play winning football. Um, that when we're signing guys, we're asking ourselves that question can we envision this player playing winning football for us? And if the answer is not yes, uh, then he's not here. Um, that's the filter. And um, so we have a lot of confidence in, in the guys that will step out there on Sunday. Around this time last year, you, you had a couple of receiver injuries and you got down to the bone. You had to go sign Dontrell. And how, is, how has the depth evolved this year? And I think we've had a little bit more depth, you know, kind of early coming out of camp, you know, going into that first game with six receivers active. Um, so, which is a little bit unique. So, you know, feeling, you know, when Devin went down, it was like, okay, that's that's a blow, but okay, we still got five active, and then, you know, we'll see how it plays out here with Ty. But we got a lot of confidence in these guys. These young guys are stepping up and they're ready to go. Okay. This is a little bit of a bigger picture question, but over the years, you've called plays in different places. 
how did your play calling evolve to the point where it's very, very aggressive? Like, was there ever lessons you learned? I'm sure you have influence and all that, but like, when did you decide, I'm just going to call it like this, and this is the way I want to do it? I just think it's been a gradual process, and um, it always is directly correlated to my own personal growth, right, and me getting better and learning from mistakes in the past and, uh, you know, going back and evaluating and critiquing myself all the time, but it's also directly correlated to belief and confidence in the players. And then I do like to think of it as far as aggressive, but I I like to put a a word in front of it. I want to be, we want to be, I should say, prudently aggressive, you know, prudently aggressive. It may be a little bit, but I think it works. I do think it works. Um, I think when you just go in there and think we're going to be aggressive, there's a very fine line that it can turn into recklessness. And, and that's just, I don't want to step over that boundary, you know, for us. And so um, it's, it's got to be really calculated. That's why it's really helpful. I mean, Nick and I, Nick and I spend hours and hours during the week talking about how the game is going to be called and and what's going to get called where. And I'll tell him what I'm thinking. I'll bounce every idea off of him. We'll talk it through pros and cons, where we can be aggressive, where we shouldn't be, situations. And and it goes on throughout the entire week. And I think that helps me a lot. You said lessons you learned over the years. Lessons from being maybe more conservative? Where you went back later and you're like, we should have just put it front Yeah, both, really, from being too conservative. Um, and then from seeing, and then from being too aggressive, um, and then from you know seeing, you know, watching other people. As I as I told you, you know, watching uh, Doug Peterson call it, you know, I felt like he had the right approach, and uh, there was the right mix, and so I felt like I learned a lot from that as well. Frank, I probably know the answer to this, but any worry about your team looking ahead? Yeah, no, I re- that's no. I mean, we're fighting and scratching and clawing for this win right here. This is the only one that matters. So I, you know, that I think our mentality, the the one and zero mentality, I, I do think that's firmly ingrained. Hey, we got to go out. We got to play a good opponent. There's no telling what'll happen. But I I think our guys are folk know that this is a really good team coming in here, and we got We got to be wired in. You know, with, uh, it, with, I don't know how much if you watched last night at all, but there was more interference penalties, challenge, and all that. You did one Sunday. Is it going to get to the point that it's just not worth challenging? Because it's yeah, so well, tough. No, I me- yeah, no, that's a good point. And I mentioned this, you know, with the one I challenged last week, I think it was. And I was pretty confident it wasn't going to get overturned. What I really give the league a lot of credit for has been very consistent. It was, you know, what, what has happened, it's been very consistent. And as coaches, that's what you want. And so we can kind of, I think there's still in there. You know, there's still uh, room in there for the blatantly, blatantly, blatantly extreme case of obvious. You know, of course, the one last night that was it, it was it was away from the play, and you know, I think that was the right move and the right call. So, I, is it exactly how each one of us wanted? That's irrelevant. I, I like the fact that it's consistent, and it probably does lead you to challenge very few things. So, so again, to be consistent, then they're, they're going to try to convince you to not challenge unless it's. The Rams Saints last year. Yes, situation. I think that's I think that's where it goes to, and you know what? That's prob that's probably an improvement from previous years. So at the end of the day, maybe we get what is good for the league. Frank, with, uh, when, it, when it comes to your receivers blocking downfield, and you've got a lot of runs so far too, but at second level, just 
Uh, what role does that play in those plays you know, having further success? It plays a huge role. We really sell it that way. Um, like we'll say, you know, it's not uncommon for us to be in a meeting um, where we're installing the run game. Obviously, the receivers are in that meeting, and and, I, and we might say something like, "Hey, on Monday, we're gonna we're gonna call this play right here, and we're all gonna sit in here as an offense in on, on Monday, and we're gonna watch this one block, of because this is the block that we think is key on this play. So, you know, because we want them to feel the weight of that how important that is and so you got to pick your spots like that but our guys buy in and are unselfish and and want to help our backs and want to be part of the running game coach i know um, he's ruled out but is darius further along than he was last friday in the concussion protocol yes yes he is i think he's making good progress along the lines of everybody kind of being a part of the running game what do you see from the tight ends on the 26 yard run for back in the football look like they really took care of the defensive line yeah, I mean, it's a great group. Uh, it's a great group. We got a lot of confidence, you know, in them, and so we just have to continue to just have to continue to utilize that in the best way we can. All right, that's Frank Reich. Frank Reich and the media having a little bit of fun today, which is always nice to see. We like Frank Reich a lot. Pacers they had their media day today. We heard from Nate McMillan, heard from Victor Oladipo, heard from uh, Miles Turner. McMillan likes his team, and you can tell it by how he talks about them. Victor Oladipo said that he has no timetable for coming back. We'll see when that winds up being, end of December maybe. He wants to get that thing 100% healthy. It's mental, it's physical, it's all those things. We'll see when Vic is back. And then when Vic is back with Malcolm Brogdon as the point guard for this team, that's a pretty damn good defensive uh, backcourt for the Indiana Pacers. Domas and Miles are going to play together a whole bunch this year. They are both going to be starters for the uh, for the Pacers with Gogo Batadza coming off the bench at the five, T.J. Uh, Leaf coming off the bench at the four, maybe T.J. Warren uh, playing a little bit of four as well as the three. Jeremy Lamb is a part of the rotation. You got the Holiday Boys. You got a lot of guys who are going to be asked to do a lot of things for the Indiana Pacers, especially until Victor Oladipo is back. That's sports, nothing but sports. Go Cubs. Hey, go out and see a high school football game this weekend. The weather is going to be awesome. And you know what? It doesn't feel like football weather yet, but that's a good thing. Wear some shorts, T-shirt, go out and cheer some guys on. They work really, really hard. Support them. Get out in your community. Support your high school football team. Monday morning, 8 in the morning, we are on Facebook Live with Breakfast with Ken, about 8.15 on Periscope Live. Can't wait to talk to you then. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Join me, would you?